This is a Be Groovy or Leave production. Head to BeGroovyOrLeave.com to discover the best in new music. Now on with your show. Welcome to Life on Music. I'm your host, Jesse Napper. If you're new to the show, this is the podcast where I chat with a different musician each episode. And this episode, I'm chatting with Lakeland, who recently put out a single called Anyone Else But You, which sounds like this. He's also got a bunch of other tracks out, which you should definitely go check out. You'll find them on Spotify, Apple Music, wherever it is you listen to music or wherever you buy music, you're going to find them there. And you should also go check out his socials if you want to keep up to date with what he's doing. But let's just jump into the chat with Lakeland. So we have Lakeland with us. How how are you doing today? Good man. Very excited to be here on on the internet. It's yeah, 2021. Let's go. You know what happened? I'm in Sydney, right? I bought all this equipment because we're kind of out of lockdown in Sydney. I bought all this equipment to do podcasts in person. Yep. And then as soon as I had it all, I've been in lockdown <laughs> yeah. since. So I, I know. waste of money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it'll all be worth it. I, I feel the same yeah, with hopefully. like my my live touring rig. I literally bought mm. it all like just before the pandemic or as, you know, in, in yeah. lockdown and I'm I'm ready to go now. So we're <laughs> we're ready to get on those flights. But yeah, here we yeah. are. Well, one day, I'm sure. Yeah. One day soon, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'll just talk about what we were talking about slightly before we started um, chatting mm-hmm. about your name. People might have guessed it's not your real name. It isn't. The real name is um, a secret, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, my, my name is Lockie or Lachlan. So, yeah, I named it. I wanted When I was sort of coming up with the name, I wanted something that people could address me by and it wouldn't be weird. It wouldn't be like... I'm red chair or this or that, yeah. like, you know, and then it's even more weird in like interviews mm. or podcasts or anything like that. So I wanted something that, you know, was personable, sounded like my mm. name, looked like my name and was just sure. e- easy for people to call me. Yeah, I, I always feel um very awkward calling people by stage names. Yeah, yeah. Like I had um one of my friends I had on, her name's Beck, but she goes by um crybaby yeah it just yeah. felt weird calling another person crybaby <laughs> yeah it's like yeah you're always sounds like a... i'm just insulting yeah them half having now. a go at them yeah <laughs> yeah the name is close enough to a real name that it doesn't feel weird i think exactly yeah that's it so you got it spot on yeah hell yeah but apart from that you've you've got a couple of of new songs out uh we'll start with um, your solo single anybody else but you that's it which came out recently it's a very cool song Awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah. What can you tell us about that song, how you wrote it? Yeah. So that that song, it's probably my favorite of all of them that have come out mm-hmm. so far. Like, I feel like I'm probably going to say that <laughs> as more and more <laughs> keep coming out because I just get, yeah. I feel like I get better at, you know, songwriting and also producing as well and stuff like that as as time goes on. And I feel like I'm really just learning as we as we go. Like, I look back to even that song recording it and, you know, doing the vocals or whatever. And like, I knew enough about singing or whatever to, 
you know, to get it done. But now I look back and yeah. even just the way I'm, you know, rehearsing it and performing it, like, or I guess, you know, in the confines of my bedroom, <laughs> like at the moment, <laughs> like just rehearsing for my show at the end of the year, like yeah. I'm, you know, I'm performing it in such a different way now that I've just had that practice and that time and I guess, yeah, that experience. But yeah, the writing, the writing process for anybody else but you was so fast. Like I literally, I wrote it with my friend, Luke McChesney, who's a Sydney boy who I sort of grew up with playing in different, you know, we, we were playing in different bands, but we sort of, you know, would have played shows together growing up and yeah. stuff like that. And I wrote it with him at, or like I'd sort of done the instrumental first. I was actually up in Sydney and doing some sessions with some other people and writing some, you know, working on some other songs. And then I'd done this instrumental and like I, a couple of nights I went to the Northern Beaches where he was at the time and he had sort of like a studio at, at the back of his parents' place and we um, we wrote, yeah, I had this instrumental and we were up late one night and like literally just had like a two-hour D&M and then we're like, oh, do you want to work on some music? And we were like, yeah, let's go. And I showed him this instrumental and after our two-hour D&M, we, I reckon we wrote the song, like wrote the lyrics and the top line in like under an hour like it happened so far and just so naturally as well I think we'd been in similar situations and you know what we talked about in that DNA must have sparked this idea of this song and this time and this place of like where you're at I guess you know post post breakup really and you're like the headspace that you're in and how you're feeling and all of that sort of thing yeah i love those ones where it's just like like you hear it even with like kind of the the top of the industry it's like i, I don't know like ryan tedder wrote halo on a plane flight yeah and he, he did the instrumental and I, I i suppose he didn't really record the vocals on the plane but <laughs> yeah yeah well you, you can be. you can voice memo the idea yeah. and then you know you get in the booth yeah. and then <laughs> there it is for you does um are they often like that? They come quickly or? Honestly, that was the the quickest and most natural song that I've written so far, especially at that time. Because like, again, like I said, I was just learning to write songs. Like in the past, I I guess I, you know, I grew up playing in different bands and the last mm-hmm. band primarily just playing guitar. So like that was my job. I didn't have to be the front man or, sure. you know, write the lyrics or the vocals or whatever. I just had to write my guitar parts and, you know, do a bit of production and obviously have an overall input on the, you know, overall instrumental and stuff like that. And, but yeah, we'd really get super nerdy with our like guitar tones and pedals and yeah. stuff. Cause that was like me and, you know, the other guitarist in the band at that time, that was like our job. So we'd go in on that. So I guess when it came to writing vocals and lyrics, I'd never, I never had to do that before. So at the start it was like actually quite daunting and I feel, mm-hmm. you know, by no means am I like a genius now, but I feel like, you know, even just now I'm starting to be more confident in like my writing style and, mm. you know, the songs that are, yeah, like that I've been working on in the last couple months or whatever because they'll obviously they'll be like part of the next body of work sort of thing. Like I'm just yeah. falling into this style that I like and I know that I can write and that makes sense to me and I'm getting quicker at that. Like it's still, you know, sometimes melodies, melodies and top lines are like, no worries for me because I guess that sort of came through with you know coming up with lead lines on guitar or whatever like that was never an issue for me like I'd be able to I'd hear stuff it was more the the lyrical side and like what I wanted to say and how I wanted to say it so 
yeah, by no means am I a genius like at this stage, but I definitely feel like I'm falling into my style and the way I write and how I want to project things to other people. No one wants to be a genius. Yeah. Have you seen the people that call themselves geniuses? They're, they're no fun. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. You were talking a little bit about um, your, your band or mm-hmm. how you're playing bands. One of your bands, Storm the Sky. Yep. Which I guess was that kind of your biggest band that you're in yeah yeah i guess so like yeah before that i was in a couple of bands and you know touring like a little bit here and there but yeah when i joined storm that was like the first proper like you know i used to look up to them when i wasn't even in the band sort of thing and they were just like the band like in the heavy scene that were doing all the right things they were getting on all the right tours you know all of their videos and their merch were like you know just like a cut above compared to what yeah. anyone was doing at the time in that sort of scene and you know they'd be like supporting all the US bands that were coming over yeah. and then yeah one day I was in like my band before that and I got a I got I think it was like a Facebook message or something from Andy the guitarist and he and they were actually in America recording their the album that they would have that, that they were going to drop when they came back sort of thing and I think their guitarist at the time he'd He'd had a kid, so he was sort of like moving on. And yeah, anyway, they asked me to, you know, hang out when they got back from the US and then it it worked out. And yeah, that was sort of like the next, I guess, five years of my life from sort of 2014 to 2019. And yeah, it was just flat out, obviously like, you know, toured a bunch here and overseas as well in New Zealand as well, you know, and got some pretty cool supports. Like we supported like the used and people like Sleeping With Sirens and Pierce the Veil, if you're like, I guess, familiar with that heavy scene, they were sort of like the people that I was like, you know, as a teenager just looking up to. So it was Mm. crazy, you know, to think back that it's like I, you know, did a whole Australian New Zealand tour with those guys and, you know, if you would have told me that at 16, I would have told you (laughs) you're having a laugh. But, yeah, so that sort of was my, I guess, you know, my how I cut my teeth in music, really. Yeah, cool. And so, obviously, now this is more on the electronic side. Yeah. Is that something you've always wanted to do? Because, obviously, they're quite different Yeah, yeah, musically. absolutely. I think, yeah, I think as well, like, your, you know, you grow up and your, your tastes change as well. And I, mm. you know, towards, like, the end of the band being a thing, I was just, yeah, quite infatuated with, like, electronic music and maybe, like, a a bit more electronic because my stuff at the moment is pretty like, I guess it's in that pop world sort of thing. So I was like super into, you know, artists like Golden Features and stuff like that and like more heavy electronic. But I guess as well, like one of the guys that I, I guess, grew up playing shows with, he now goes under the name of like Running Touch and I'd, you know, Cop and I like would be, I guess, you know, we'd be playing shows together and it was just, it was just, such an awesome thing to see him you know just literally killing it now to the like this dude that you know we go to shows together with you know the other boys in his band and we were just Mm. on on that stage like sharing stages together and just to see like you know a friend go from that to selling out sydney my music bowl like obviously more recently is pretty cool but just seeing him just like start to grow i sort of like saw that and I just thought like there's no reason I can't do that do you know what I mean Mm. or like I can't do it by myself if like this dude that you know was killing it doing 
you know, playing the same shows as what I was playing and, you know, has then been like, all right, I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to like work really hard at this and, you know, it's paid off for him and I'm sure he's just going to keep killing it and just going up and up and up. But yeah, I sort of saw that and I was, I just thought it was pretty cool and I was like quite inspired by that. So yeah, but apart, apart from that, I think as well, like I really did like pop music and it was such a world that I wasn't in that I just was intrigued with and I didn't know anything about and I just wanted to learn. Like right. same same with me singing or anything like that. Like I didn't know, like not that I was tone deaf or anything like that, but I was like, I want to learn how to do that. So I just I just did. I just started and yeah, here we are. Dope. So f- going from into the more pop electronic world, what, what have you learned about music and like what are the kind of differences you've you've found? Yeah, I, I think now more so than ever in in pop in pop music, like compared to say compared to heavy music, whereas like heavy music we literally would play everything on stage and it's like, you know, if someone mm. you know, if someone was I don't know, I just feel I just have this like saying in my head that like almost talent has never been like more irrelevant, if that makes sense. Like obviously you have to have some sort of talent, but like in, in the pop world like it's it's like crazy the amount now of of like you know artists that I guess haven't had that like touring experience or this or that and they're ma- they're just gone from like TikTok person to to making mm. music or to being like a a star sort of thing and yeah. you know I think as well on that like which you know some people obviously get like annoyed about and are like you know they're just like a a this who you know was. I don't know, like an industry plan or whatever. But I think, you know, I think TikTok, everything like that, like social platforms aside, I think like what is good music, like that's going to cut through. Do you know what I mean? At any any given time, like, you know, there might be times where this is like super cool and super trendy, but I think at the end of the day, if it's good, people are going to listen. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. And like... I guess there's always going to be some kind of, let's say, crap. But yeah, I guess like it's it's just going to people are, like you're saying, people are just going to remember what was good and mm. it's going to stand the test of time. I guess. Yeah, exactly. And I think we're in we're in such a such a turning point, especially the last two years or whatever. Just you know, being mm-hmm. primarily locked inside and on the internet. Like obviously, you know in in America and Europe and stuff and like, you know, shows are coming back now. People are playing festivals, getting in Mm. front of people again. But primarily for the last like year and a half, we've just been inside on our phone. So all we've had is the internet. And I was sort of, I like to use like the Kid Leroy as like a great example. Like, you know, even a Mm. year ago when he dropped like his, you know, actual first full length record, I was like, wow, this kid's streams were at that time were, you know, maybe at like, I don't know, 20 million monthly listeners or something, for example. And now they're, I think I mm. looked the other day and it's like over 60 million. But like a year ago, I was like, wow, if that kid's, if that kid's doing these numbers and this Australian artist is doing a tenth of that, but playing arenas, like when he come, 
comes and tours here. Like, what is he going to do? And obviously mm. in the last, like, couple of days, like, he's literally announced, like, you know, an arena tour with, like, multiple shows of yeah. a few arenas and stuff like that. But I feel like this, you know, this hasn't happened before. As like back in the day or even in my band. It's like we, we made the music, we put out the music, and then we played the music. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas it's yeah. like in the last year, it's just like you make the music and you put out the music and you just, you're on the internet. So it's yeah. been such yeah. a crazy time to see how, all of that will translate and I feel like we'll still you know there still needs to be a bit more time for us to actually understand how this how I guess how that music will age and what will be relevant in like five years Mm. or 10 years yeah it's um great times to be a musician (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) We, we, we hit the we hit the jackpot I think. Yeah. Oh, something else with the um anyone else but you, I think it was. I saw on your your Facebook or Instagram or something. It got played on Cole's radio. Yeah, yeah, literally. It got it actually um yeah, so I got I got hit up the other day by Lauren who's been doing the publicity for this release and yeah. she was like, "Oh, it's been added to Cole's radio." And I was like, "Oh, that's so sick." Like, you know, alongside you know ed sheeran and troy savan mm-hmm. and some big artists and at the time i was like oh that's all and then you know i realized that that's like an actual thing like they actually play it in all the stores and it's yeah you, know, you can literally go on now and stream it sort of thing and today actually one of my one of my best mates mum, literally sent me a video in coles and the <laughs> song was on and i was like you know, because it's obviously like you get added to the players. So you don't know how, like, I don't know how many songs are in that current mm. rotation, but, you know, it's only taken a couple of days for someone to just happen to be in Coles and it's playing, yeah. which is pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool to have, I guess, little wins like that. Like, you appreciate it so much. Unfortunately for you, I work at um at Woolworth, so oh, there you go. <laughs> they're, they're my they're my enemy, obviously. <laughs> I did go I did go into Woolworths the other day, like a few days after, and I felt like I was cheating on Coles, so <laughs> I quickly get out of there. <laughs> well, you, you should you should see how it feels like to work at Coles and just shop other places as well. <laughs> yeah, I want to just go in with my full uniform and just shop at Coles. <laughs> yeah. If anyone from Woolworths is listening, I would yeah. never do that. I only <laughs> shop at Woolworths. Don't fire me. <laughs> but yeah, they're, they're both kind of doing it. I guess it it came up with um I think it was around when the Olympics was on. That's right. Yeah, J- Jack River had that thing. It's like, hey, how about you play mm. more Australian music on the televised? It's like, and if Coles and Woolworths want to jump on board, on board, that'd be great too. Yeah, so, yeah, um, yeah. They've been playing a lot more. I know from being there from for hours on end. There's a lot more Australian music. Yeah, awesome. So it's definitely a good thing. I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so another song that you've recently been involved with is uh, Reboot, which yep. is a collab you've done with. Is it Curran? Yeah, Curran. That's correct. Yeah. Um. Yeah. How did that come about? So at at the start of I think it was yeah the start of last year so start of 2020 when all the bushfires were around mm-hmm. there was obviously like quite a few bushfire like relief shows and stuff like that and you know artists literally just giving up their time you know to perform music to help everyone like at that time and yeah Curran was I think he yeah he got put on the the Illy show which I'd sort of worked a few of my songs been working on with my mate Cam, um, Cam Bluff, who, yeah, he sort of like produced a couple of my songs and then he works a lot with like Illy and Hilltop Hoods and Bliss and Esso and stuff like that. And he also did a door, like was part of a door by Amy Shark as well. So he sort of, and yeah, has done like a lot of all day stuff. So he's sort of in that world. And Kurt had, 
you know, done he'd done his album and I think him and Al or him and Illy, like there was a feature from Illy on his album. So it was sort of like we were we were all sort of connected. And then I think it was after that, maybe like a few weeks after I actually went to Bali with Al and Cam and another producer from Sydney, John, and we were sort of in Bali for 10 days working on, I guess, a bunch of Illy songs. So we were sort of like all August, I guess, like interlinked sort of thing. And yeah, I think I'd started speaking to Kurt or Kieran over socials. Um, and then I met him at the Illy show and we sort of just got on like straight away, like saw eye to eye, you know, we're just chatting. And then I think he, he'd put out maybe two EPs last year. And then there was like a stage, I think it was in June or July or something last year where we were like let out for like two weeks or could go around to someone's house. And he had, sort of had like a little release party with, you know, like with the amount of people that you could have over to your house. And I like went over and, you know, we hung out properly for the first time and had been chatting and, I think we after that sort of actually got in the same room in the studio together and we're just sort of playing each other, you know, what I'd been working on, what he'd been working on. Then we're like, we should do something together sort of thing. And we were just, I think we were at his one day and he was playing me a few songs and he was like, oh, you know, I'd love you to sing on this or whatever. I think at that stage I was literally just, you know, playing some guitar over it and throwing some ideas and then he like, you know, got this version to a point and shot it over to me and I was like, oh, this is really cool and then started like writing some vocals for a couple of verses and then sort of went back and forth and it sort of came to life, I guess. And then, mm-hmm. yeah, we, you know, and every, it was, it was really exciting to hear it sort of come to life because every version he would send back would sound completely different or he would have like flipped it on its head. So I, every time he'd send one through, I was like, Oh, this is so refreshing to hear. Like, I love the way you flip this or, you know, added that percussion in the second verse to really like, you know, send it on its way to where it needs to go so yeah that's sort of how i guess that collab came about yeah which was really cool and now we're just good mates which is obviously cool. the best thing out of it like of course yeah is collaborating something you're looking to do a bit more of in the future yeah i think so i think as well like a couple of my songs i've you know written like like I like anybody else but you like with my friend Luke and I think more and more you know the people that I work with or like anyone the people that you're working with whether it's like Mm. producers or writers or whatever I think more and more I'm realizing it's like I just do so much better with my friends sort of thing like or just Mm. people that I know actually know and actually trust and I could imagine you know that's just a lot of the time that is better for anyone. Do you know what I mean? Because you're yeah. you're relaxed in that in that environment, and you can you know actually put out there what you want to say. Or if you know the subject that you're writing about is like quite heavy or this or that, like you know you don't want to be. I don't know. It's probably going to be less comfortable to be around people that you've never met before or whatever. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, there's sometimes where you just like vibe straight away. Like that's pretty much how you know Cam and I, who I've been working on with even more like more so recent songs as well it's like you know we from our first session when we did supernova the second track that i did i think we just like we just vibed straight away knew exactly how each other like worked and like where we were coming from um and it's just been awesome and now we're sort of again like like kieran and i were just like mates and it's yeah it's so much fun to work together and create really yeah dope so you're also planning to do a show with kieran as well yeah, yeah. So we've got a show 
on December 17, touch wood, at Stay Gold in Melbourne. And we've put this show on together and, yeah, we're super, super, super excited about it. And, like, within the first week, I think the first release of tickets sold out. So then we put, like, the second release on sale. So they've been obviously selling well, which is awesome. And, yeah, it, it will be it'll be my, like, debut debut show as an artist which is exciting and yeah we're sort of just making this more than just you know just a show like we're going in on the production and just making it an actual spectacle and evening for people to make it like super enjoyable so yeah i cannot wait for that like i'm literally itching to get on stage so yeah yeah, i can't wait so with the production how is it if if you can give anything away um yeah what what are you going to be doing i I won't give too much away but like where yeah like you know, it's it's not going to be a show that you just, you know, you rock up to and it's like the bare minimum of a couple of local artists. It's going to be very much the opposite cool. of that. Like, you know, I guess I'm I'm someone that either does something 110% or don't do it at all. <laughs> like, And most of, you know, all of the time I'm going 110%. So, you know, I know how to do all of this, I guess, like, you know, through the experience of being in the bands and stuff, like we literally programmed lighting shows to a whole hour worth of music in my mm. parents' living room at the time and like a whole tour rig on a laptop and all that stuff. So it's sort of like I look back at that now and go, oh, like all of that time that seemed like crazy, you know, I know all that stuff now and I, yep. you know, I'm going to put it to this. Like why, why not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Well, I hope one day to check out the show. We're in. Yeah, our, yeah. I, I have my doubts that they'd let me down to Melbourne in <laughs> yeah. December. Well, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. Anything can happen. Fingers crossed. But yeah, I'm sure at some stage, you know, yeah. I'll be. Yeah. Obviously, the plan is to be just as soon as we can be just touring and playing as many nice. shows as possible. Nice. And the other thing I wanted to bring up was um, I really love the genre that you've. You, you kind of under, which is Heartbreak Electronica. Yeah, hell yeah. Which I kind of read a bunch. I guess it's kind of a um, a different way of saying sad boy pop a little bit. Exactly. But <laughs> I, I dig I it. I feel like, yeah, I just, I think I was literally just, when I was first writing the Lakeland bio, I was like, oh, I know why that came to me. Like, I don't know <laughs> if that's a thing or if other people are classified like that, but I was like, that that works. That works for me. <laughs> Dope, yeah, love the love the name of the style. Hope to see more heartbreak electronica acts through the years. Yeah, absolutely, um, but not ripping you off too much, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's been been great talking to you. Awesome, thank you so much. Thanks for listening and thank you to Lakeland for the chat. Don't forget to check out Lakeland's new single, Anyone Else But You, wherever you buy or stream music and go check out his socials as well, along with the socials for Life on Music, which I'll leave all the details in the description of the episode for. And if you did enjoy the chat, you can follow or subscribe wherever you're listening right now to hear the episodes when they're first released. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, you can also leave a review. It'll be be good to hear what you think of the show. So let me know if you want to. That is all for this episode. Until next time, goodbye. Life on Music was brought to you by Be Groovy or Leave. Head to begroovyorleave.com to discover the best in new music.